G'day everyone, how are ya? It's Aiden Jones here, you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 5th of April 2022. Hope you're doing okay man, I'm getting better, I'm feeling better off the back of COVID, I uh, I don't have a cough anymore, I wake up every morning and like my voice sounds shit, but that's just, you know, that's life. That's part of it. Um, it's been a week. You know what, man? It's been a... I want to say it's been a bad week. It's been okay. I feel like I'm turning a corner, you know? But, I mean, we always say that, don't we? I was actually joking with a friend yesterday about um, how every moment in your life, like, you're always going to... Like, it always feels like you've you've just turned a corner. You've just figured out. Like, well, I used to do a joke. It was uh, I'm, I'm, I was an idiot when I was young. Man. I was an idiot from eighteen to like Wednesday, right? And and um, I guess what that joke for me kind of captured is like the feeling of always wanting to disavow the person who I've been in the past and and be like, nah, man, I've moved on. I've better. I've learnt. And the feeling of also going like, and now I've figured it out. I just figured it out. Welcome to me. I'm finally complete. My mate was talking about a comic who he saw. That's right. He saw a comic who was like, he was like 16 or 17 or something. And he had a bit. And the bit was, um, there's two kinds of parties in life. Parties before year 10. <laughs> And parties after year 10. (laughs) And that's perfect, isn't it? That really captures like, you know, this kid's in year 11 and he's like, yeah, man, we have sick parties now and this is it. Like, like he's unable to even have like conceptualize the idea that like there also might be a different kind of party when you're 30 or 40 or 50 or like... um, Like these guys, like my mate was saying, he led his room and he was um, meeting people to see who he was going to let the room to. And one of them was 31. And this guy who was 31 mistakenly thought that my mate who's 36 was like in his late 20s and was like kind of condescending and talking down to him and being like, oh, you know, when you turn 30, everything changes. And my mate finally being like, dude, I'm fucking 36. But it's just at every step of the way, you know. And then right now, where I'm at is I I feel like I'm turning a corner. Today feels like the watershed day, you know. I mean, I guess that's a nice kind of optimism, isn't it? You wake up every day and and go, you know what? Today, today's the day that finally things are going to change. But when is that optimism tempered with a sense of history and remembering that every day has been the day that things are going to change. And you know what? Things are still the fucking same. <laughs> anyway, how are you guys? Um, okay. Yeah. But, oh, fucking whatever. I'm just, I'm stressing about the fucking festival, man. I'm stressing. 
I uh, here's why here's why here's probably the the most most difficult thing for me this week. Oh. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna lay it all out for you guys. Thank you for allowing me the space to vent and acknowledge my difficulties. I need a sip of tea. That's what I fucking need. I need a sip of fucking tea. Oh. Thank you, Lord, baby Jesus in heaven. <clears throat> Man, the hardest thing this week was like, because last week I had COVID, you know, and I was just at home. I, you know what? I have this weird resentment, actually, about the people who very kindly messaged me <laughs> with like advice. Because so what happened was I, uh, I did my show on Saturday. I canceled the Friday, the Thursday, Friday shows. And then Saturday's my first show. I got 40, 40 fucking tickets, people in, you know, good crowd. And it's my opening night and I'm all fucking walking around and doing stuff. And I did a couple spots and I'm getting ready. And then I get on stage and I realize as soon as the show starts, I haven't thought about the show or really stand up at all in a week and a half because I had COVID and the resentment is, so like w what happened was the show was bad because I forgot stuff. I forgot about five minutes of material and then I rushed the material that I did have because I was nervous and I didn't really interact with the audience very much and I ended up doing like under 40 minutes, which is shit. That's not fucking long enough, you know? And, uh, and you know, I just was fucking stressing out about that and I was like fuck is the show even long enough do I have enough time blah 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 blah, blah. And, and I knew like it just didn't feel good and then also like working with people for the first time like I know that that they've got like an investment in the show as well and they were worried that it, it's not long enough and there was just I just really fucking stressed me out that I didn't have a good set and for the first time me not having a good set impacts not only me but also the people that I'm working with and I felt kind of like I'd let them down you know and I was heaping all of this like shame 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 Aiden shame for you <laughs> shame for you <laughs> but I ever told you guys that story the one time I was in Germany in an Uber with a mate and um we were in the back and the guy's driving in the front and someone cut him off in traffic and <laughs> he flipped out and he drove up next to the guy wound his window down and was just like shame shame for you you are a shame shame for you <laughs> he's screaming in this guy's face shame for you and then and we're in germany so he's like speaking english like there's all this stuff like who's that for is it for the driver is it for us behind or is it for him does he speak english whatever and then like a bit like a couple minutes went by of this guy sitting in silence of just like what he'd just his outburst and then he kind of turned around to us and was just like you guys i'm so sorry for this i really apologize i must i i am so apologize for my behavior <laughs> Which was nice, but I just, I was like, man, you don't need to apologize. Shame for you. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Shame for you. <coughs> oh, God. Shame. You are a shame. Shame for you. So, yeah. 
That's what I was doing to myself after my show on Saturday night. Shame for you, Aidan. Shame for you. You are a shame. And I know I'm really hard on myself sometimes and I'm, um, I'm trying to learn how to not do that. I was talking in therapy, uh, I think I spoke about this last week, about learning how, like, like I think I reach out to people in moments when I'm feeling, uh, you know, low or like sad or like I've let people down or whatever the negative feelings are, the di- difficult, difficult feelings. And um, I reach out to people because I want people to make me feel better. I want people to go, you know what? I like no man to disagree. No, Aiden, you're good. You're you're smart and you're funny and whatever. And it feels nice when people do that. And I realise that's why I'm fucking getting on stage every night and doing stand up is, you know, because the audience does that for you if you do well. And I thought, why can't I do that myself? Why do I need someone else to do that? Why can't I be that? From Why can't I tell myself and reinforce, you know, good feelings in myself and make myself feel good? But anyway, fucking that's not what I'm trying to talk about. So I did the show, felt bad. And um, a part of my resentment was I was like, you know, the reason that I did poorly is because I spent the whole week not thinking about stand-up and not working and just focusing on getting better because people told me, Aiden, just get better. Don't worry about work. Don't worry about stand-up. Just let it go. Just don't worry about doing anything except getting better. Just relax. And I don't want to do that. I want to fucking focus on work. But, you know, I was like, they're right. And I'm not, like, it's my decision. I shouldn't be blaming other people. This is where the resentment comes in that's incorrect. But, like... When I had that bad set, a part of me was like, well, I fucking, everyone told me to not focus on stand-up and now look what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, why did everyone who cared about me tell me to try and get better? Now they made me have a bad show. When the reality is, you know, I probably went back sooner than what I should have. I probably wasn't quite ready to go on stage on Saturday, but... I'm not, I, I needed to have that bad show. It's a shame that I had to have a bad show, but I also, I fucking needed to have a bad show because if I didn't, I mean, I was always going to, you know, and, and I could, the options were either to go on stage and take my medicine or to not go on stage and just delay it. Like eventually I was going to need to get back on stage and it just, you know, I just fucking ran up against a hard fucking wall of unpreparedness there but it sucked to come off of a fucking week and not doing gigs and then to be looking for I just wasn't expecting it I didn't I didn't for a second think about the fact that it's still difficult to do stand-up you know I was just like looking forward to the fucking being on stage so much that I forgot that you actually have to prepare and be ready so that was a bit of a slap in the face Saturday Sunday the show was better um, and it will continue to get better now. And I'm just like, I'm so impatient. I just want to fucking, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a, you know, uncertain moment with the show. And I'm just so, I'm so desperate to just keep going on stage and making the show better and, and, you know, impatient for it to be at a point where it is actually good because right now I'm still fucking unhappy with it. 
And I think that's upsetting me. And maybe that's why I've had a bad time. Anyway, yesterday was a good day. <clears throat> yesterday was a great day, actually. If, uh, yesterday feels like a turning point. <laughs> Hung out with, uh, with my dear friend, jo Joseph Green. Um, her is insane, man. The dude's just been in the fucking Himalayas, hiking to Everest Base Camp, doing some other trail, had five near-death experiences. I mean, the guy, that's a dude who fucking is out there living life, you know? Go and see his show. If you're in Melbourne and you want to see some comedy festival shows, first of all, see my show. Oh, by the way, thank you to everyone who's still listening to the podcast after the fucking Days Like These pod. Because I got 100 downloads again last week. And like I'm patiently waiting for that to slide back down to 54. But for the moment, we're in the money. We're in the money. <laughs> 101 in a week. Fucking man, these are good figures. I want to give up, stand up and retire and be a professional <laughs> fuckhead on my podcast. Um, nah, very exciting, man. I also, here's why today was so great <clears throat> is because I went live on TikTok and I've went, I've gone live on TikTok twice in the last week and I'm getting, I'm averaging like around five, six people on the thing, but it's real fun. I, I went live for 44 minutes yesterday. I was so, I like something that I've found recently that's kind of, um, I guess I'm struggling with, or it's just like filling the days, you know, like I just feel like I don't have a lot to do some afternoons. And, um, a part of that is me not being good at finding things to do that are fun, that are for myself. And so what I'm about to say is not a thing that's fun. It's a work thing, but it was fun. I went on TikTok live and I was like, this was what? It was, it was like two o'clock. I had some, oh man, I, <laughs> I had this weird interview with a, a like an 18-year-old university student. Um, it wasn't weird in the sense that it was bad, but it was just like a strange thing. Like I got a, a message on Instagram out of the blue from this this kid going like, hey, we're doing a uni project. We want to interview comedians for the comedy festival. And I was like, sick, you know. I'm, all, I'm Yes, of course. I want to meet the kids. I want to see what they're doing. I want to tell him about the festival. Here's the funny thing about me is like, I said yes to that. And I said yes. And while saying yes, I'm like patting myself on the back. Like, oh, Aiden, good for you. You're doing such a good thing. You know, like coming down from your fucking ivory tower to speak with the, <laughs> to speak with the youth and impart some of your wisdom. Good for you, Aiden. You're a fu you're really giving back. So I have that moment of condescension, but I know from experience about a month ago that if they had not messaged me, but messaged like some other comedian, immediately I'm jealous <laughs> because the, there's like a, a student comedy group in Adelaide and they interviewed another comedian and I saw it on their Instagram and I reached out to them and I was like, hey, do you want to interview me? And they were like, oh, you know, we're pretty full up. And then I saw who they were interviewing and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they don't want to fucking interview me. Well, fuck you. 
<laughs> so it's like, you know, my magnanimity, is that the right word? Um, at, um, you know, when I'm asked and, and in like agreeing to do the interview, I'm very aware of the fact that in a different situation, very that magnanimity very quickly turns to just resentment and bitterness. Um, I don't know whether that's interesting or not, whatever, but the interview that I did, uh, I was walking from meeting up with, uh, with Joey, walked, got some sushi, walking down Swanson street. We'd agreed to meet on, um, in like what the botanical gardens or whatever it is, like, you know, near the skate park and like the art center on the other side of the Swanson street bridge. Um, so already weird place to meet. You know, I didn't really know what the interview was going to be, if we were going to sit down and chat for a while or if we were going to be filming or if there's going to be a couple people there or what the deal is. And I'm walking and um, just before I get to where we've agreed to meet and and the person, this like 18-year-old media student is like, oh, I'm here and is like sending me a video of where they are. And I'm walking down the street and in my way of the staircase where I need to get to, there's like seven cops standing around some like homeless guy and they're like arresting him and like handcuffing him. Um, that, you know, it's not got anything to do with my situation, but it is just a weird tone to set at the start of the interview. Um, and I, uh, so I'm like, hey man, can I like to the cops? I'm like, am I all good? I'm meeting someone. Am I all good to just walk through here they set up like a really wide perimeter it just is uncomfortable watching police arrest a homeless man isn't it like i don't even know if he was homeless but he just looked kind of fucked up and i'm like yeah i guess you know i guess go ahead and arrest him but also like this is bad isn't it bad vibes just bad vibe. why is he homeless i feel bad for him that he's homeless now he's getting arrested. Maybe I'm I'm sure there's like some reason that he's getting arrested. I have that much faith in the police, but like I don't know, it just made me sad. Anyway, I walk around him, you know, don't look at him. Just pretend it's not happening. There's no problems in the world. It's all good. I'm going to meet a, a person and get interviewed about comedy. <laughs> and I walk down the steps and um and she's she's just standing there. <laughs> with like a camera set up on a tripod and like this fucking expensive camera <clears throat> and um it was like it, it, she's got it so that like it's looking at the prince's bridge and like the city skyline across the park and stuff but like there's like a weird electric box like in front of it like she set it up it's you know what man she set it up in a bad place, all right? The way the camera was, like, looking at the fucking city, it was, like, where I would be standing, there was an electricity box. So, like, where I naturally would stand at, like, a good distance from the camera, I can't stand there because there's an electricity box. And I'm like, do you want me to stand behind this? And she's like, oh, yeah, you can't see it in the shot. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, you can't see it in the shot, but now I'm fucking leaning on this thing that you can't see, so I'm, like, leaning down. Like, what the fuck? I didn't like it. <laughs> Why am I upset? <laughs> it just was weird. And then she was asking me these questions, and I don't know, man. I just, yeah, like, 
I mean, that's what I signed up for. I signed up to be a part of a student project and it, it, it didn't feel like fully professional or whatever. But of course it didn't. The chick was 18. She's been doing a film course for like two months. She's just out of high school. What the fuck did I expect? <laughs> it's not going to get me any publicity. I basically just... This is like the arrogance or like the, the egotism of being a comic is whenever someone messages me, I'm like, great, this must be about me specifically and they must like me and they want me to come and do their thing. But like she messaged a bunch of people, <laughs> like some of my friends who are comics and they just didn't reply. <laughs> and then I was like, do you want me to message them so you can get a hold of them? And she was like, oh, nah, man, it's just a two minute project. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm putting more work into this project than you are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm basically like this person's fucking you know they just needed any person to stand in front of their camera and talk, i don't know i don't fucking know like when i was walking there a part of me was like oh this is guy i should tell the publicist for my production company you know like hey i know you're working hard but check it out i've got an interview as well for like a student thing and then I got there and I was like, <laughs> oh man, literally no one will ever see this. <laughs> Even the teacher marking it and the other kids like in the group are probably going to be like, oh yeah, we'll fast forward through it. <laughs> oh God. So anyway, I did that for like five minutes and then oh, I was so funny at the end of the conversation where I was just like, all right, well... Thanks, and she was wearing her mask, and I didn't want to, you know, like, just fuck COVID, whatever, so I didn't shake her hand or even fist bump or anything. I was just like, all right, bye, <laughs> and then I just walked off, and we were in a park, so I just was like, see ya, and just walked away, <laughs> just walked, kept walking through the park. <laughs> it's not like we were in, like, an office or, like, a location, you know? Like, we said goodbye, and then I walked off, but I was still in the park, <laughs> <laughs> and she was just there like packing up this fucking $10,000 camera or whatever the fuck that she like got from you. Know, I don't know, man. It was weird. And then I walked through the park. I was like, oh, I'm near the skate park. I used to go to the skate park in the city with my mate Brody. Who I shouldn't have said his name, but I don't know. He's probably in jail by now. That's a dude who was fucking going off the rails, man. Um... He, uh, yeah, I used to live with him in, in 2012, 13 in Richmond and he used to skate. So, um, we would go on the tram into the city and then like oh, skate across to the skate park, fuck around there. I remember I got to the point where I could, I could almost do a shove it, like a pop shove it. That was kind of where I was at. Um, I could do one like, you know, every now and then, but I kept rolling my fucking ankle, man. And then I would do like, uh, I could get clo close, close to a kickflip. I was like working on kickflips. Um, yeah, it was good. I used to like going down there and skating. So I went over there and I was just like, I'm going to check out. I like going and watching the kids skating and you know, there's like always like a bunch and they're, some of them are okay. And there's always like one or two who are really good. And there was, there was one guy who was doing just like popping fucking huge ollies over these little 
like what are they called transitions or whatever like you know the box and it's like a 90 degree thing and he was just doing fucking really big ollies over that looked sick he was he did a wall ride i saw him do a wall ride at one point i was sitting there for a bit but i just had the idea because i'd gone live on like thursday night was it thursday night or, or wednesday night or whenever i did. I went live on tiktok oh no that's right it's the first time i went live and I was just making a banana split and I went live for like 12 minutes. I just made a banana split in my room and then I was like, okay, bye. And I felt like, you know, that was fun. I was talking to people, kind of cool. Um, so maybe I could do that for longer. So the next night I thought I'll um, go through and like order my books. Like I, just, I thought I needed to be like doing something or have some sort of task, you know. So, um, I got all my books down that like I've read from my bookcase and I was going to like pull them out and like tell stories about them and you know what I mean? But I realized in that live, people were more interested in like other stuff. Like people were asking for like room tour. Um, then I don't know, like we just kept getting sidetracked into other things, but I did an hour. I went on and I was like, I'm going to do an hour. That's what I said to myself. I'm just, I'm going to do an hour on live. And I did an hour and it was fun and I got like a few followers and I just whatever felt like I was connecting to people. So I was like, you know what? I'm in the city and it was, my plan was I was going to go and watch Phil Wang um, talk about his book, which by the way was sick, watching Phil Wang talk about his book. But that was at like 6.30 and the time was like four o'clock. So I was like, okay, I've got two hours to kill. Why don't I just go sit by the river and with nothing to talk about or nothing to do, just go live and see what happens. Tell some stories, you know, hang out. And um, I ended up like zooming my camera. I like flipped the camera, figured out how you can flip the camera around. And then um, I was like zooming in on other people who were like along the river and like making fun of them, you know, which is kind of cool. And then there was a big statue thing across the river and people were talking about that. Like, what's that? And zooming in on different bits. And I was like, I know, I can walk for like 20 minutes down the river and over the bridge to the other side and go up to that statue and like touch it. And that'll be the end of the live. So I like said that and the, the fucking people on the live were like, yep, sick, do that. So I walked for 20 minutes. I don't know, man, it was just cool. I felt like I was connecting to people. I feel like going live is like maybe just another way. I kind of felt like stand up, not quite. But like maybe if I just do that like a few times a week and I can, I realize like I can go on Instagram on my stories and be like, hey, I'm going live. If you want to watch me go live, I'm going live in like fucking half an hour. So click this link here and come across and just watch. I'm going to do it. I might even do another one today. Fuck it. Maybe I'll do like a few a week or just whenever I feel like it. I won't box myself into like a schedule, but... I feel like that's like a, it's actually similar to the podcast. It's me just fucking talking, trying to figure out stuff to talk about. You know what I would love? I would love to get another person because you need to have like a thousand followers to be able to go live on TikTok. But I would love another person who has a thousand followers to go on the live and then like request and then like me and that person can like fucking go live together and talk and make friends. I don't know, man. I'm just, just trying to figure out a way to fill my days up. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm ugh, ugh, I don't know what I don't know what it is right now. 
I don't know what... I mean, it's stand-up. It's just if the show was going good, if I was more confident in the show, I think overall I would just feel better. What am I going to do today? What am I going to do today? Let me get a, a picture and a name for this podcast, by the way. Maybe the podcast is what am I going to do today? That feels good. Yeah. Oh, and you know what the picture's going to be? <laughs> Uh, the picture is going to be, I don't know who this is. <laughs> um, I was like, I just went, you know, when you go on someone's Facebook and you're like, who's this cunt? And, um, you go through their profile pictures. I don't know who this person was. Like I've forgotten the genesis of this like deep dive dig or whatever, but there was a comedian who evidently they perform at Mardi Gras, the weed festival in Byron Bay or Nimbin or whatever. I think that's where this is. The picture I've got is like three or four into their profile pictures. So it must be from like a few years ago. It's a picture of whoever this person is. They're a comedian standing in a tent in front of a microphone, grass on the floor. And, uh, next to them, there's, you can see like seven or eight people kind of in the audience on the right of the screen, there's a vote one hemp sign. And on the floor, passed out, there's someone in a high-vis jacket with like a Mardi Gras weed symbol on the back, just passed out on the floor. And everyone else in the room is like not only not acknowledging that they're passed out, nor is the comic on stage, they look like visibly bored. <laughs> so like how long has this person just been passed out on the fucking floor? Oh, that's going to be the picture for the podcast this week. And the, and the title of the podcast is going to be, what am I going to do today? You know, a couple of weeks ago, a mate messaged me and was just like, like a, a person who's not in comedy, but who knows me very well. And was just like, what's, um, how are you feeling about comedy festival? Have you started like the stress yet? And I remember at that point being like, oh, I don't know. Do I get stressed? I don't know. I don't feel stressed. And I think that's something I do is I don't really think about, you know, the stress of a thing, even if it's a stress that I've encountered many times before or the kind of difficulty of it as it approaches. I'm just like, no, man, it's going to be all good. And then as soon as the stress hits, I'm just in the stress and I didn't plan for it. You know, like that's what happened when I went on stage on Saturday night I didn't acknowledge that it was going to be difficult beforehand. And then when I was on stage, it just became difficult. And right now with the comedy festival, I think that's what I'm experiencing as well. Like I just, I didn't acknowledge that it was going to be uh, possibly like a, a source of stress in the lead up. I just went into it, you know, full on, full bore. And now I'm in it and I am like a little bit stressed. I'm stressed about selling tickets. I'm stressed about the show. I'm stressed about upholding the expectations of the people that I'm working with who are producing my show this year. All of that stuff. But that aside, I'm feeling good about the jokes and where the show's at. I'm excited to do it tonight. And uh, if you've seen it, thank you. And if you've not yet, come. Tell some friends about the show. And, um, and we're going to have a great fucking run, man. Thank you guys for listening. I hope um, I hope you're doing okay. I uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I hope this. Uh, I, I hope this has been helpful in some way to listen to me fucking break down my insecurities, which I feel like is what I've been doing this week. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. <laughs>